right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Welcome everybody to episode 118 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. It is Thanksgiving week. Man, oh man, do I have a lot to talk about today. So let's not waste time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Bad scale result this week, guys. I am up 3.4 pounds. Total for the month of November, I am up... 1.4. Total loss since January 2019 is 153.6 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175 milestone is 21.4 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200 pound milestone is 46.4 pounds. I did not want to enter Thanksgiving week going upwards, but here we are. All I can say is this. Thank God I am out of the office. They decided to end our stent in the office for the go-live period of that software a week earlier than they expected. So I'm not in the environment anymore. I could actually now prop up my leg under my desk all day long, and the swelling that has been getting worse and worse in my right leg will eventually go down. I mean, the only way I gain this much weight in one week is I either have a huge week with salty foods or I go crazy binge eating or I have my legs swell up. Okay. And if I had to say it's probably a combination, uh, I don't know. I I can't say that I ate. I didn't binge eat. That's for sure. And maybe salty foods. I don't know. But definitely my leg is swollen. That's for sure. Without a doubt. My, my pants are definitely snug around this right leg. And it hasn't felt like that in a long time. But just the same way as it swells up, I can get it to go down. I'm not worried about it. I do not like that I'm going upwards going into Thanksgiving. That's the one thing I don't like. But we'll make the best of it either way. I had some challenges this week in regards to... I I had some tooth issues. I had to have an emergency root canal on Saturday. And I've been dealing with extreme pain. And popping all kinds of 
Percocets uh, at night, and I've been taking Advil all day, every day, in order to get rid of this pain. And I know that Advil doesn't help with regards to, or anything anti-inflammatory doesn't help, because they anti-inflammatory medication causes water gain, so that's not helping my leg either. So it could be the perfect storm of dealing with, and, and God only knows if next week's going to bring me another gain. I mean, how many people lose after Thanksgiving? <laughs> Let's just say it like that. Let's be real here. How many people lose weight after Thanksgiving? Not many. Especially because Thanksgiving is only two days before weigh-in. At least for me it is. It's always a Thursday in November every year, so it doesn't really matter. In the end, every Thanksgiving since I started has been two days before weigh-in since I started. <laughs> so I can't say anything. This is, this is a reason for concern. But it still is. I am human. That's all I could say about that. But with that being said, I want to quickly go over... Let, I mean, I, I touched on this in near Halloween, but I just want to touch on it again. We are approaching Thanksgiving now. So now here is when the game plan really kicks into gear here, okay? And I want to remind you what the game plan is all about. I want you to make a detailed plan of what you plan to eat on Thanksgiving. If you do this, I guarantee you will never feel the failure. Hear me out. Make a plan. What are you going to eat on that table? And how much are you going to eat of it? Down to the measurement. Okay? If you, put, if you say that you're going to eat one cup of stuffing, eat one cup of stuffing. And listen, I don't care if whatever you want goes over your points. It's one day. If it goes over the points, I don't care. What I do care is that you plan it ahead of time. I don't care if your, part of your plan is to have three slices of pie. I don't care. I care that you have planned it ahead of time. Down to the measurement. The next thing you do in the game plan, once you decide what you are going to eat, track it. Track it all down to the measurement before the meal. The third thing you do in the game plan is go put in some work. Get some activity in. I don't care how much. I don't care what. Get some activity in. And listen, Fitbits are going on sale. The holiday sales for Fitbits are all over the place. Go to Fitbit.com, whatever you want to do. It's definitely cheaper than, a, than an Apple Watch, I'm sure. Get yourself some sort of fitness tracker if you don't already own one. And make sure that fitness tracker has the ability to, to track heart rate and whatever else. 
even, even GPS connectivity will help you. If you're going to walk outdoors, it'll ta- help you with speed, distance, and all of that. And all of this data turns into real numbers that can, they're not 100% accurate, but they are definitely close. They are close enough for you to get a general idea of the work you put in. And not just on Thanksgiving, but on any day. These things are going on sale now. Keep an eye on them. Treat yourself to something that's going to put some value into your weight loss journey. Once you have made your plan, pre-tracked your meal, and put in some activity, there's only one thing left to do. Go inside, take a shower, get dressed real pretty, come downstairs to the Thanksgiving table, and execute exactly what you have planned from the beginning. Execute that plan to the T. I don't care if you tracked three slices of pie, you eat those three slices of pie. You don't eat more than three slices of pie. Whatever you decided you were going to eat before the meal, go ahead and eat it. Don't make adjustments now that you're in the meal. Don't say, well, I really want more of this, but I'll bargain for that. And don't, 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 don't play those games at the time. Make your plan and then you execute your plan. At the end of it all, I don't care if it's a 50, 60 point meal or a 90 point day. You will not feel a failure if you do it in this method. Make a plan, pre-track, do some activity, and then execute. But think of it this way. Just for a second, I want you to think about how have you handled all of the Thanksgivings of your past? Whether you were on plan or off plan, ask yourself these questions. How did you feel before the meal? What was your plan? Did you even have a plan? How did you feel after the meal? There's really only one way to say what we're trying to avoid most is the feeling after the fact that you are a failure because you're sitting there stuffed and you blew the day. That feeling is worse than what you did. That's the whole point of the game plan I set forth for you. It is to avoid that mentality that you feel like a failure or you feel ashamed or you feel depressed or you feel like you'll never get to where you're going because of the behavior that was displayed during this holiday meal. 
That's what I'm trying to avoid by having you do all this work. Now, if you plan the whole thing down to the measurement, even tell, even pre-track it all, I'm going to have 10 ounces of turkey breast. I'm going to have a cup of stuffing. I'm going to have a cup of sweet potatoes. I'm going to have a half a cup of corn. I'm going to have three slices of pie. And you track it all. And you blow 20 points past what your daily allotment is. And you put some activity in. And maybe of the 20 points you allotted, maybe you earned 10, 15 back of them. You could see all of this ahead of the actual meal. And then when it comes time to eat, do what you said you were going to do. Have the turkey, have the stuffing, the sweet potatoes, the three slices of pie. Have it all. Have it all, but don't go above what you said ahead of time. Hey, listen, if you're feeling full and you give some stuff back, I don't care about that part. What I care about is you start bargaining and say, oh, no, this, not that, yes, whatever. No, listen, you made a plan ahead of time. Stick to the plan. If you're too full to fix that, to execute the plan, then leave some stuff on the table. But whatever you do, However you do this, it ends that night. It ends that night. It does not turn into a four-day binge because it's a four-day weekend. It ends Thursday night. That's the important part. That's what I'm wanting. Because the last thing I want is for you guys to sit there feeling bad about yourself because you should have had been able to do something perfectly. Meanwhile, nothing of what I said to do is perfect. Three slices of pie is not perfect. But I'm telling you this. Do it the way I said, and your mentality will be different at the end of it all. Even if you execute it perfectly. Even if you go with the three slices of pie, the 10 ounces of turkey breast, all of it. If you do it exactly and you still blow the points, your mentality will be different because you planned it ahead of time. It is a preempted, I mean, what's the word? It, you, you decided ahead of time what you were going to do. And then you just did it. There's no feeling bad about that. There's no feeling ashamed about that. You made a plan. You stuck to the plan. You executed the plan. And that's it. It's all over. It does not go beyond anything else. I'm here to manage your emotions during this time. The last thing I want you to feel is a failure during this time because you're just trying to have a good time. Now, all of that being said, just remember this. 
It's a holiday. And the holiday is not just about the food. You're probably going to see family you haven't seen in a while. You're going to be with them in the same room. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time with this family. God only knows what's going to happen by next Thanksgiving. And you may never see these people again. So just enjoy yourself. And you don't need to add the shame of what you ate on top of it. Some of my most fond memories of my family come from holiday times. In my family, the majority of us are, uh, how can I say this? We argue for sport. We don't argue because we're angry people. We argue it's like a sport to us. And we argue about anything and everything. I don't know if that's an Italian thing or if it's just a my family thing. I have no idea. But I could say that it stemmed from my uncle and my father. Brothers. <laughs> All right. And some of my most fond memories of, are were watching my father and my uncle argue about nonsense. And I'm not even telling you I mean, none of it was worth arguing about. None of it. But it was the topic of conversation. <laughs> it was part of being in my house on a holiday. Doesn't just, I'm not just talking about Thanksgiving here. I'm talking about every and any holiday there possibly was. And my uncle and my father were sitting at the table. And it never really happened during the time we were eating, right? It was when everybody was full because when it was time to eat, everybody's hungry, right? And listen, people are about business. I don't know if this is an Italian thing either. When you're hungry, business first. It's time to eat. This is what we're doing. We are here to eat. Talking only comes if the food doesn't taste good. That's really, that's really all it is. Because if you're hungry... And the food tastes good, business first. <laughs> but then people start getting full, right? And, you know, it's coming down to whatever it is. And you relax a little bit. You don't, you're not in business mode anymore because you got some food down there and you're feeling a little satisfied. And then the talking would start, right? And, and my father and my uncle would argue about anything and everything. Some of the most famous ones, who's got the best cable, cable service? Who, <laughs> who's got the best car insurance? Which is better, Lincoln or Cadillac? I, man, this was a topic at so many holiday gatherings. Lincoln versus Cal. My father was a Lincoln guy basically to the day he died. Okay. 
The one thing I can say about my uncle, though, he used to drive caddies, but right now he's driving Beamers. So I don't know if his argument holds much anymore because if, if Cadillac was that great of a driving car, why would he switch to BMW, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was a topic of conversation every, every single holiday which is a better driving car. And they would get so passionate and yell and scream at the top of their lungs. I don't care what you say. Lincoln is the best driving car. That's what my father would say. (laughs) And I could, I could see that when you get me and my brothers in the same room. Now I'm the oldest and there's my brother, Anthony and my brother, Steven, who's the youngest. Anthony is kind of like Switzerland. He's always the mediator. Doesn't really pick a side. There's so many times where my brother, Anthony can settle an argument and make one of us right. And one of us wrong, but he doesn't do it. And I think he has more fun not doing it because we keep going. But we've argued about the stupidest things too, which is better uh android or apple i mean it uh it's just it's endless absolutely endless and there were basically my uncle and my father were two souls that were meant to just battle it out mentally over and over again throughout their life together and i feel like my me and my brother steven were the same we just butt heads about any topic whatsoever to keep each other sharp I haven't found an equal anywhere to arguing for sport that I do, I have with my brother. I haven't found an equal for it anywhere. There are plenty of people that I argue with. I'm not saying I don't argue with anyone. I'm saying there are plenty of people that can hold themselves the way my brother could. (laughs) And another thing, right? I mean... The way we did holidays is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. When I think about the Thanksgivings of my past, there is literally no doubt in my mind, okay, this is a contributing factor to how I was 26 years old and 460 pounds. There's literally, I mean, look, this is how Thanksgiving of my past went. When I was in child, okay? This is how Thanksgiving in an, in a, an Italian home was. So you start with the appetizer, the antipasto, of, that is like the staple of every Italian holiday. Okay? That comes out first. And then you have some sort of baked pasta. Some sort of baked pasta. Whether it's lasagna, uh, baked ziti, stuffed shells, manicotti, whatever it is, some sort of baked pasta would come out before the turkey. And this was the warm-up, right? Because basically that's it. You got two courses in, and now the main event. The turkey, the stuffing, and all the other sides that you could think of on a Thanksgiving table are all there. They're all still there. No matter what, that we've served pasta already. 
All of those sides still there. And then after that, they bring out fruit. They bring out fennel. And they say, because this helps digestion. <laughs> this helps digestion. So all of that food we just ate is going to be helped to be digested by eating more food. Do you hear that? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And then that's not even the final thing, right? So after you're done eating the fruit and the fennel, now they bring out cookies, cake, pie, coffee, all of that still comes out. And then you got the older grownups that even after all of that, you add a few more because they still got a little bit of room with a nightcap. Some liqueur of their choice just to throw a few extra calories on it. <clears throat> As if everything we ate. And look, eating in my household would start, I don't know, 2 o'clock, 1.30, 2 o'clock, 3 maybe, if we're pushing it. And it wouldn't end until damn near 8 p.m. That's a Thanksgiving in a, in a Russo home. When I was growing up, is there any wonder with holidays like this, how I ended up 26 years old and 460 pounds? I ask you, <laughs> I went way off topic here, but we're going to get back on topic right after the break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the ranting Weight Watcher accountability creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day, it is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. 
I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. So I had the pleasure recently of being on a fellow Weight Watchers podcast. You guys may know it. You may have already be listening to it. It is called Dropping Into Happiness. I was able to join them because Rachel was under the weather. She wasn't feeling well, and they asked me to fill in. So I w- it was my pleasure to spend some time with Maggie, and we did a episode... And we discussed gratitude in that episode. And it's funny. I never expected this to happen. But hey, listen, things like this don't happen when you expect them to. They happen when you least expect them to. I didn't expect to come out of this having a light bulb moment. But during that recording of that podcast, I did. I had that light bulb moment. I w- I'm going to play a clip from their podcast so you can hear for yourself what caused the light bulb moment. And then when I come back, I'll describe to you a little bit more of what caused that light bulb moment. So here's the clip right now. We had the idea in mind of talking about gratitude what gratitude means and how expressing gratitude and making that a regular part of our daily practice could impact our overall health and wellness journey. So Donato, what would you say gratitude means to you? What gratitude means to me is basically that you have to have an anchor point of when, because when things get tough, because they're always going to get tough, Mm -hmm. you have to think of, okay, remember back to this point, you know, you were, this, it was even tougher then. And, you know, it's like you almost make you almost make peace with your old self, because if it wasn't for those moments, you wouldn't be as strong as you are now. And if yeah. you made it through those tough moments as your old self, your current self should be able to handle whatever you're dealing with now. Right. So. In this clip. This happened relatively early in the podcast. And as I said it, I was was having the light bulb moment in the moment that I said it, at the very, very moment. And it really came from when I said, it's almost like you got to make peace with the old you. And being grateful for what the old you created. 
This, to me, was a light bulb moment. Now, some of you might think I'm crazy. What do you mean being thankful for the person you used to be? I'm serious. When I think about the man that built the foundation of what I'm living right now, I can say that this moment I just played for you started the moment of when I would finally make peace with my former self. You know, my father and I, we didn't have a great father-son relationship. But in spite of everything that anyone would see was wrong in my relationship with my father. I can look back now at almost 45 years old. I can look back at my time with him and I could be thankful and have gratitude for the man he was trying to create when he made me what he was trying to instill in me. The things he thought was important. Maybe his delivery wasn't great, but there was some sort of intention behind his method, behind what he was trying to teach me. And just like that, just like I came to that moment Now, at some point, I came to that moment about my father. I don't know. I'm not saying that I came to it today. I'm saying that at some point in my past, I came to that realization with my father. Today, this light bulb moment has caused me to want to say something to the man that made this all possible for me. And if I could see... If I could stand in front of my before, face to face, to the fat man that started all of this, I would say this. You know, prior to November 20th, 2022, I always viewed you as the enemy within. And it took a random question about gratitude on some other podcast for me to realize that without you, there is no me. The truth is, I may not like how you did it, but you created the foundation of what is becoming one of the greatest comeback stories ever told. I have learned so much from you. By overcoming the challenges you've placed in front of me, I learned that I already had the tools that I needed to succeed. 
I know now that each and every one of my failures brings me closer to success. Because I finally learned the lesson you've been trying to teach me for decades. And the lesson is that failure and success are two sides of the same sword. And without one, I cannot have the other. And now, I embrace failure as my teacher and my mentor. It is amazing to me that even now, almost four years into this journey, that I am still learning things about you, the man who started it all. Today, I learned that my most valuable lesson wouldn't come from those around me who were more successful. It would come from the man that started the war altogether. I hated you for the embarrassment and the pain you've caused in my life. But now I realize I've only been wasting my time hating myself. I have so much to be thankful for. A loving, supporting family. A loving, supporting group of people that listen to me get on this mic week after week and yell and scream about nonsense. Sometimes. (laughs) So many things to be thankful. But never once did I see that I need to also be thankful for the old me. The me that created the problem in the first place. Because in reality, without the old me, I would never have become as strong as I am today. So if there's one thing I could say to you from this episode, is try to have gratitude for what you used to be because it created what you currently are. And if you don't like what you currently are, there's still time. You're still here. You're still breathing. There is no reason you can't turn it around. Because as long as you still have that clock ticking, all you need to do is start putting in the process, doing the work that you need to do to get to where you want to be. And if you do that, you're going to make the rest of your life the best of your life. And that's really what it's all about at this point. Make the rest of your life the best of your life. Because it doesn't matter what happened. 
It only matters what's gonna happen. Because nobody remembers how hard it was to get there. They only see the end result. They only see the successful you, the winner. So go out, do what it takes, and make the winner. Start right now. Stop putting it off. There is no reason you can't get to work right now and create some sort of success for yourself. There's no reason, no excuse. There's nothing you can tell me to convince me otherwise. Get to work. Do what you need to do. And start by having gratitude from where you came to where you are now and get to work to do the rest. Everything you want is still possible. But it's not if you don't do anything about it. Only you can do the work necessary. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.